Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house, episode 30. Before we get started, Debo, what are you drinking on tonight? My man. Went up. Wow. Hill. Yeah. Fort Hill Brewery. Got myself some fresh pick. I guess, I guess it's that kind of kind of party tonight, huh? Oh, it's going to be that kind of party, man. It's, it's fantastic beer. Great color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very tasty. I love it. Look at you. And I got uh, canned heat brewing out of fall river massachusetts maui maui the new england ipa but a new zealand hop experience what that means i don't know but guys first of all check the mug second of all the color is money mug money color speaking of check it out look like you're in some new digs today yeah man i'm on vacation listen the the pod can't ever take a break right where this is our vacation week we've been chilling but it's time to get back to work. So you know what? I'm here in the Cape. We're just going to get in. I, I, the sun hasn't come out yet. I haven't been able to get golden brown. It's going to happen. No Next doubt. time you see me, it's going to be beautiful. But for now, we're going to pot. Yeah, so let's get into right it. Now, you're not beautiful. No, no I'm well, playing. You know, I play. work to I do. Play. All right, let's do it. Let's start with the, in the NFL. The Washington football team, as they are named now. Great name. You know, we've, we've had some, some conversations about them. The times when we appreciate what they did times when they do stupid shit well listen they did something smart again uh the other day they announced that they hired the first ever black president uh for an nfl franchise now he's not going to be over football operations he's in charge of the business side of things but this is jason wright he's 38 he played in the nfl for a handful of years bounced around from a couple of teams this is a big deal right it's it's a big deal it's also only the fourth former player to become a president of a team. Um, Wild. It, it, like, right. Wouldn't you think that you'd want maybe some football expertise in there? I know he's not doing the, uh, the football operations, like you said, and you're looking at the business, um, but he's excited. I, there are people out there that are questioning the motive of the Washington Redskin. I'm sorry. Ooh, what did I just do? The Washington football team. Yikes. Womp, womp, womp. I'm going to have to bleep that one out. But no, the Keyshawn Johnson, you know, he was one of them. Some others are questioning the motive of the hire. And I, and I can understand it. Like maybe if they didn't have this name change thing going on, maybe if they, you know, there wasn't a culture of attacking women and, and not having a diversified staff, a big note, note is they also hired Julie Donaldson to head the communications division. It's also the first woman to be part of an NFL team's broadcast. So whether they're doing it because they're doing it because they have to, like, right. I mean, that's what should happen there. My assumption is they're, they're, they're going to go there. It's a great thing to do. And you know, what's doing, it's giving Wright an opportunity. It's giving Donaldson an opportunity to show that what they can do. And, you know, it's going to open up doors for others. And I think that's the biggest part, biggest takeaway we can take from that. No, and I think it's a great, it's a great move, uh, hiring a black president, hiring a, a woman to the communications and, and to the broadcasting. These are, these are good moves. If it was any other organization, we'd be saying, listen, this team is smart. Uh, they're, they're, they're moving forward. They're doing what we expect them to do. The problem is this team's owned by Dan Snyder. Because they're owned by Dan Snyder, we immediately think about the motive. Maybe. Maybe Dan Snyder's changed. I don't think so. 
maybe people finally got in his ear and were like, listen, Dan, you're going to be forced out of ownership or something's going to happen. Or, you know, listen, people are going to stop showing up to these football games if you don't do something. So these are moves in the right direction. And no matter what, we are just in a time when a, a, a black person is hired uh, to an elite position, people are going to question it. Yep. You can see what's happening with uh, uh, Kamala Harris as a, a, you know, just being uh, chosen as the VP. People all of a sudden have to figure, try and figure out why, why it is that she got chosen, even though she's insanely qualified. Insanely think, qualified. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's a great hire for, for the Redskins. It's a great move for Jason Wright. The guy, the guy finishes an NFL season and went off and got an MBA, started working in finance, doing big things. And now he can bring some of that knowledge to the NFL. He can bring it to the Redskins. And this is another good, I did it too, another good move for the Washington football team. They got rid of that name. They've got a new coach who I think can bring a new, a new, new vibe to the, to the team, to the community. And now this move is a great move. So, I, I mean, there's, people are going to question it. It's going to happen, but I'm glad they yep. did it. No, I agree. And I got to give an update. People probably see me looking down. I'm watching the, uh, the Celtics Sixers game. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Is it over? Did they win? They're up four with 20 seconds left and the ball. All right. We got to pull this one out. Game one. Let's switch gears to the NHL and specifically the Boston Bruins. I see you wearing the jersey. You got a jersey in the background. You got the flag. You're just Bostoned out right now. We're ready to go. Prior to game three, game four is happening right now. But prior to game three, their goalie for the last almost 15 years, Tuka Rask, um, left the team to go back and be home with his family. Uh, it was a serious decision, one he obviously didn't take lightly. Um, he's going back home to be with his family. His wife had a daughter in April, and I just think it, it seemed like from what I read, he just felt like he needed to be with his family. Before I, I turn it over to you, anybody on Bruins social media, NHL social media, or dumbass people in the world that gave this guy a hard time for doing it, y'all need to find something better to do with your lives. This guy did something right for his family, and if you have a problem with that, go somewhere. All right, so you might have a problem with me. Let's go. Let's I mean, hear it. No, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's absolutely in his right to opt out. And, I, and I, I have no problem with him actually opting out. I think that there's something more going on than just he's opting out because of his family. I think, I mean, he had his press conference where he said, you know, this isn't a playoff atmosphere. I'm just not having fun. I'm trying to have fun. I think there's more. He gets a lot of flack from the Boston media, the Boston mm -hmm. fan base. And I think he's just like, we're in this rough time. You know what? I'm just going to sit this one out. To be honest, I think that if Halak has a great playoff run, I think you're seeing Rask out as the Bruins goaltender. Uh, maybe, but I, I also, to, to kind of push back on what you're saying, like the Bruins didn't play very well in the lead-up to the actual playoffs. When they got into the bubble, they played average at best. They were basically oh, – they're, they're terrible. They went 0-3 in the round robin. And, and, and I just I, – I don't, I don't think Rask ever got back into the zone. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, he, you're, you, we all know that goalies need – they need games. They need shots. They need all of this stuff. This guy went from probably not even thinking about hockey because his daughter was born in April and he's spending all his time with his family to coming yep. back and having the three games to get ready and three games where the, the, the Bruins were not playing very good hockey and then all of a sudden it jumped – and he didn't play at least one of those three games. I, the first game, he, he did not play for sure. And I don't know if, how many of the other ones he played. But I just, I just the way I, I – go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think there's more to it than just the, 
the health thing. I think he's just not into it. And he took, I don't want to say the easy way, but he took what he thought would be better for his family so he could mentally maybe, you know, recover for next year. But, but I, see, you say the me, easy route. I say this is this is probably the one of the tougher decisions because he knows how valuable he's to his team. And if he's not at 100%, to be able to say to his his team and his coaches and his front office, listen, I want to be here, but I'm not 100%. And this is, again, we will hopefully never experience a time like this before, again. And I think you're going to see things like this, maybe not specifically like this, but over the next month or so as all of these sports get into their playoffs, I think you're going to see this more. You're going to see players maybe step away from the game or have to go somewhere else or go do something else um, because they just it's, – it's too much. I mean, you're asking these, these, these folks to get away from their families and just dive right back into sports, and that's really hard to do. I saw an article where they were saying that more players are going to wish that they did what Tuka Rask did as the playoffs go on. But you're getting so much closer to the uh, to the, the Stanley Cup, so I don't know why they would be want to do that if you're going to have a chance to help your team win. But, you know, again, it comes down to the family. And in the end, he says it's his family. He said it was a family emergency. I'm going to take him for his word in the end. Yep. But I, I think that there might be something more behind it than just that. That's fair. So, That's fair. So you could come at me, but at the same time, I'm never going to say he's an idiot. No, right. He's not an idiot. And, it, and, right. it, and I respect the hell out of him for making that decision, even though he knew just how big of an impact it was going to have on, on his team and on, on their opportunity to, to vie for the Stanley Cup uh, finals. Let's switch gears a little bit. Oh, what? What's up? No, what I, so I have a question. No, this, uh, so this is live, live action, right? Yeah, come on. I'm let's watching, do it. I'm watching this bubble. And are these fans actually like on like Zoom or something? And they're actually yeah. Live? That's amazing. Cause, Are you uh, like, like 2000, looking, 2019 just called. They want, they want your like zoom back. Like, what are you doing? Seriously? That's awesome. I love it. That was fantastic. He just, he, his mom was waving at him. That's so I got, I got, I got all excited. That's Let's amazing. go. All right. College football. Let's switch gears. Last week, the big 10 and the PAC 12 announced that they were going to push their seasons to the spring, the ACC, the SEC, Big 12 still planning on playing big-time college football this fall. Uh, the uh, subdivision has already shut down football for the fall. Um, are these three divisions, conferences that have still not canceled, just full-on idiots or the rest of us idiots? I would think that they are idiots. I mean, I don't want to call them idiots. <laughs> like, these universities are like, these are our money makers. But right. how much money can you make if there's no fans in attendance? In college football. I mean, yep. yes, you still have some advertising, but it's not like NFL. Mm -hmm. Like, not every game is on TV like NFL in some mark. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, you said some of them, are, uh, two of them, uh, Big Ten and Pac-12 are moving to the spring. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, you're going to see a lot of, I think, a lot of seniors and upperclassmen opting out of the spring because the draft right. they don't want to get hurt right before the draft right right um so it's going to be interesting to see i think you're going to see a little downtick if you do that i mean i want to see college football i don't watch a lot of it but it, it's good it's it's important to a lot of a lot of different states and a lot of different universities so i, I hope that they can do it in the spring but i don't think it's going to be the same level 
because I think you're going to see upperclassmen say, yeah, my NFL stock is probably higher if I don't play than if I play and get hurt. And that's, and that's fair. So, like, let's, let's take that into consideration. Here's what I will say. Mark Emmert, who's the CEO or the head of NCAA, already came out, and they've canceled all the fall championships. So what are these guys even playing football for? There's nobody in the stands. They're not playing for anything other than a division or a conference title. And my guess is if they moved the football the entire season to the spring, they could have a championship run. And, yes, you, there's going to be 250 players, because that's however there many are in the draft, that are going to probably opt out. Mo- many of them will. A bunch of them won't. But in my mind, you could at least have some really good football in the spring and have a championship. And, you know, it wouldn't be the same thing as having it in the fall, but it would be the same thing. And, and, and I'm just going to say this. Today, UNC, part of the ACC, announced they're going remote learning for the entire fall after one week of classes because there were spiking cases. So, and they're giving everybody the opportunity to opt out of their dorm. So, like, the reality is they're all going away, you know? And so, I'm just, I have uh, no – go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You were finished. I was just saying, like, I just don't – I don't understand why this is such a big deal. I get that, like, people want to play football and – People down in the South, for the most part, if we're looking at these divisions, want to watch football. But, like, what are we really talking about, folks? Just yeah, let's I'm push it push it for five months and let's have a real football season. Yeah, I'm surprised that play, people like Trevor Lawrence are, are pushing, I want to play. Great. I know you want to play. We know you want to play. Everyone wants to play. Well, he's, he, he's a junior, right? So yeah. this is his last shot. I get it. Like, on some level, he's like, this is my last shot to try and win a cha- another national championship. Yeah, so but let me he's go already for it. proven he's a good quarterback, so why does he have to get I, out? I know, but I think that's the point. He, he can do this because he's got nothing to lose, right? right. Like, he, he's going to be the number one draft pick in, in next spring or next summer, whatever, whenever they draft. So, like, who – he doesn't really care. He's like, let's play now because it doesn't right. really matter to him. And, you know, well, there are some should. players that – there are some players that their draft stock won't – that will take a hit because they don't get to play in the fall. But you know what? The reality is everybody's in the same boat. And I just, like, if we have a breakout in cases, I'm just going to say, if we have a breakout in COVID cases because these motherfuckers were playing football, somebody's going to have to answer that. So somebody's going to have to answer that. Well, that's the thing. Because these are kids. These are college kids. These kids aren't getting paid to do this. They're getting, they're getting pushed into this because people, old white folks want to make money off of them. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You say he has nothing to lose. He does. Because if he gets COVID, I don't know if you've heard the, the Big Ten, they have started talking about how five of their athletes have started to show heart problems from yeah, yeah, right. testing positive. E-Rod, so like, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So, yes, he has a lot to lose, like his life and all those things. So, like, to say, I don't know, it's – crazy that someone's willing to risk one season of football for that but again these i mean and and i don't want to talk down about these football players these are 20 year old these are 21 year old teenagers when we were that age we thought we were invincible we could do what we want go where we want to do whatever you know nothing nothing was going to stop us right and i have to imagine that a lot of these kids feel that way and if a lot of them have been taking precautions which i assume a lot of them have then they probably are thinking, well, if everyone else is taking precautions, then we'll be all right. But again, these are teams that are going to have to travel up and down the East Coast over, to, over to, to Texas and Oklahoma and all these places and play football games. And I'm just – like if folks start getting cases and people start getting sick – and again, I know everybody focuses on the deaths in this situation, but if you have 19- and 20-year-olds that are going to play, cop, play professional football and beat their bodies up and now they have heart and lung issues on top of it, 
It's not a good look. Just yeah. push the just push the season to the spring. There, there's nothing. There's no championship. There's no BCS championship. Nobody's playing for a freaking trophy. What are we even talking about? Money. Right, right. But to your point at the beginning of this, there is no money if people aren't in the stands. Because that's where these college football programs get their money from, is putting butts in the seat. Tickets being sold. If, they, if they're not selling tickets, did the Celtics win? Let's, can you, did they win? Celtics have won. 109 to 101. There it is. Game one, might as well be a sweep. Let's call it a day. Let, hey, listen, perfect transition. NBA playoffs have started. Bruh, you today. see what Donovan Mitchell did today? I, bruh, I was watching. I was Amazing. Watching. Too bad they lost, and then he had that costly miscue. But, man. It, listen, that's going to be a good series. I think so. Except that, like, Denver just has a little too much. So, let's do this. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. We're going to do a quick kind of pick them. Is that what we're going to do? Is We're going to make it yeah, happen? Let's do that. I mean, one thing I got to say, you blew it, man. What do you mean? You let me talk you out of picking the Blazers to take that eight seed. Because I showed you the roster, and you were like, yeah, they're bad. Go Pelicans. Right. And to, to your point, now people are – do you hear about the conspiracy theory people were talking about? How, how, how teams were trying to get the Blazers into the eight spot because – No, well, also so because they're, they're the, they'll be such a tough out for the Lakers. Which I think they will be, because Dame is playing out of his mind. But you're right. You showed me that roster. That roster was bad. But it goes to show you how talented Dame Lillard is when he I mean, when he wants to go. I, like there are better players in the NBA than him, like LeBron, Durant. But like when Giannis, that guy wants when yeah. that guy wants to go, like Giannis can go, but like. Giannis can't pull up from 30 feet. Giannis has to get into the lane and create contact. Dame can do all that and then also on the next play pull up from, from like, the, the hash mark and just – Yeah, he, he's ridiculous. Um, and he does and it with know, the and, most and, swagger ever. And Melo looks good, man. He looks like he lost some weight. He's playing hard. Gotta, I got to give him credit. You know, you know I'm not a big Melo guy, but he looks good. All right, so they win the play-in game. They beat Memphis, right? They, they beat Memphis in the playoff game, which was crazy, like 126-122. Again, uh, I, I, I'm going to take the L on this one. There are a lot of points being scored. But I know we talked about this. You mentioned the fact that there probably isn't a lot of defense being played, and I think you're right. Also, in today's NBA, like a pick and roll is basically a free lane to the basket. It, it just is because nobody, nobody helped defense. It's just layups. Oh, I, I mean, one of the, one of the plays uh, – there was, I think, three possessions in the Celtics game tonight where it was just like easy dunks for Philly. And I'm like, you played good help defense, right. and then no one rotated to get the guy that was cutting directly to the hoop. Right. The other thing totally. I got to say is, man, how can you go 8-0 and in the bubble? Like the Suns, the Phoenix Suns go 8-0. and Devin Booker had one. And, right. And because Lillard hit that shot that hit the back of the rim, went – 12 feet up in the air, came back down and went in, they weren't in the, in, in the bubble. Uh, right. The and, 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 again, like, I just keep thinking about the fact that, like, Dame Lillard's out of control. Absolutely out of control. All right, let's do this. Let's break down the playoffs real quick for the people out there. In the West. Yes. All right. We got, we got Lakers, Trailblazers. Yep. 
We got Rockets OKC, a little, a little family ties right there. A little, little bad blood, right? A little Harden Westbrook used to be on OKC. A little Chris Ball used to be on the Rockets. Now everybody's no, on different teams. No right. Westbrook for the first couple games. Right, right, right. Then you got Denver and Utah, which is already 1-0 Denver. That game was, was super entertaining. And then you got Clippers, Dallas. Yep. Tell, me your, tell me your first round winners right there. I will absolutely do that. I also want to note, like, Mike Conley left the bubble. So yep. the, the Jazz are down a, a point guard. So He had a kid as well, right? He had a kid, yep. So congratulations to Conley for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got – I have – can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going with the top four seeds, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and Rockets. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, I think that Utah-Denver series will be tight, but I just think Denver's got a little, little bit more – um, and, and honestly, like, it's one of those things where I was watching the, the Rudy Gobert and, and Novik, Novik or whatever his name is matchup today. And like, yep. Gobert is good, but like the other guy's just way better. Yeah. He's just so much. He's got, every, he's, he can't fly to the rim like that, but like all his fundamentals are just spot on, but I'm with you on the top four seats. All right. What's the, what's the Western conference finals matchup look like? Said it in the first uh, the first iteration of us talking about this, Clippers and Lakers. Same here. I just I don't I don't I don't see a situation in which the Rockets or Denver have enough enough to, I mean, to make it happen. Houston might have a might have a shot if they had a big guy, but they, they got rid of all their big guys. They they have no if, if LeBron wanted to just be like, you know what? Feed Davis, feed Dwight the whole time, it's over. Well, but also, like, you'll get two games where Harden and Westbrook will – they'll dominate. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing that series ends up 4-2 because there'll be two, two games where they are just lights out. They both score, like, 35 points, and, you know, they, they eke out a couple of wins. But I'm there with you. And then who you got coming out of the West? You know, go back to what I said before. My first – when we first did this, I said the Clippers. I'm backtracking and I'm going Lakers. I'm staying Clippers. I honestly, and this is why, I think they're just going to be fresher. I mean, they've got to play. Wait a minute, who they got? They got they got to play Dallas. And again, Dallas. you know, Donjic is ridiculous. Yep. But they're going to roll on them. Yeah. And then and then and then they're going to have Denver. And like, I just think they're going to they're going to beat up on those two teams. I do think the Lakers are going to have a tough time with Dame. I think I think uh, here's the thing. I think I think there's two games in each series that the Lakers have to play where the other team's best players are just going to beat them. Yeah. And not that that's going to make a huge impact, but I just don't see the Clippers getting challenged. I mean, they could they could they could sweep their way to the Western Conference Finals, and that wouldn't even surprise me. No, I, I agree with you. I, and even I, if Utah I, were to beat Denver, like it does, I don't even think that changes anything. Right. I think that. I, I mean, I think. LA's probably I think LA's beating Portland 4-1. I don't know why. So I I just I, I get it. You, you think that they're going to have to work harder, but they have so much talent between him, that him and uh between LeBron and Davis that LeBron can take a couple plays off and let Davis do the work and Yeah, I but who I guess my question is like who guards Damon McCullough? Like who's guarding them? So that's fair. I think you, your your problem there is you have um, 
no one to guard Dame. Rondo, I mean, Rondo could be back by then, right? But, Ron, but no, Rondo's no, had a, Rondo, Rondo would not be back by right. then. Right, he's not going to be back to the, to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. I think, I think the Lakers are going to win that series, and I think, but I think it's going to be a challenge because the way that the Blazers play is up and down, right? You got Dame, yep. you McCullough. They're taking shots nonstop. Like, it's, it's going to be a series where they're going to be tested. And it's going to – and to me, that's going to be the series where, like, I feel like the Rockets will be, like, a, a team effort. I feel like the, the Blazers series is going to be one where, like, it, you're going to need LeBron and AD to just go off. They're just going to need them to go off, you know? All right. So let's – so we're not – we don't agree. One Clippers, one Lakers. It's coming out of L.A. Hey, it's going to – the finals – right? If, if we were doing this in real life, it would be in the Staples Center, but it's not. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. We've got Milwaukee, Orlando. We've got Indiana, Miami. Boston, Philly already won out. Boston, pretty much a sweep. And then Toronto, Brooklyn, already Toronto up 1-0. And it wasn't even close. Well, I can't believe Brooklyn's even in the playoffs. Like, well, I don't I'm pretty Washington. sure I picked them not even to make it, right? No, you, no, you did because Washington was so far back. They were five and a half back. That's right. That's so, right. like, they kind of had to make it, right? I right. mean, eh. <laughs> Toronto. Who are, who are your first four? <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little nervous because you know we're gonna have a series against Philly. I mean, even without Simmons, I don't think so. I, I think it's I think I think I think they win the first two games and B's gonna shut Kobe's down. Harris was having a good game. Embiid is they don't have anyone to stop Embiid, and Horford was there. I I, I think this game is gonna go six. But look what you just said. Yes, I, let Embiid score 40 points. Yeah. Tobias Harris is not going to do what he did this game every game. I just don't believe it. And Al Horford is good. But if any team knows how to play Al Horford, it's the Boston Celtics. Fair enough. You know? And if they got him um, flagrant what, once what in the first at, game. What I'm getting at is Toronto is sweeping Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. That's who we're playing in the second round. Mm -hmm. I have Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and I took Miami with the – upset over Indiana. Uh, and, and I'm right Indiana. there with you. I, I, I took the same four. I mean, Indiana-Miami is going to be a hot series. I think that one's going to be one I to watch. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Milwaukee-Orlando, they should just do two games and just call it a day. Because, like, Orlando's already down a couple of guys. Like, just call it a day. Just say, like, thanks for playing. We're going to just push my Milwaukee to the second round. But that that Miami-Indiana, that that's like that, – I feel like that's like – Gonna be like that late nineties. Yeah, of the, of the first round. round. Between either that or Rockets OKC, in my opinion, because I just no, I just I, think that Rockets OKC is gonna have some like, this is gonna be dirty. I think yeah, it's gonna be hard uh, Chris Paul played for Houston and right. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is we were talking about. You just said how did I even have Brooklyn making the playoffs? They moved up from the eight to the seven, because that's how bad Orlando is. So you you're seeing so, that man, yeah. It's going to be – so, we'll move on to the second round. We got Milwaukee. We both have Milwaukee versus Miami. I think mm -hmm. Milwaukee is going to take care of Miami. I think uh, Boston is going to take care of Toronto. I'm, I'm right there with you. I got the same thing. Though I, I did make a note. I think that Boston-Toronto series is going to be a knockout. Because best they – series? I, I, I best, just – Best series of the whole playoffs? They're just such an interest – I mean, you've got, like – you've got such – I mean, two different styles, right? Like Boston wants to get up and down, and 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 I just Miami's got 
or not Miami, but Toronto's got, you know, they've got Gasol, they've got, you know, Sikkim, Sikkim, I, I never can get yeah. his name right. Um, they just, I just think that's just going to be a hard series. Like, that's yeah. one I could see going seven games. Yeah. Because I just think that, like, those are two teams that are just going to go back and forth at each other. And, and, and I pick Boston. I do worry that that kind of that, that veteran leadership, that championship mentality is going to help Toronto. My hope is that, that Boston just through this first round of the playoffs, just kind of, especially beating Philly. I, I think that's the best first round matchup for them. If they had to play the Nets or they had to play somebody else, I just feel like it wouldn't matter as much, but everything has been made out of them versus Philly over the last couple of years. And they come away just beating up on Philly. I just think it's going to give them that, that incentive to move forward. Well, it's funny because, you know, when we, when we did this before, you said, God, I just – I don't want Philly in the first round. And then I saw it happen. And then, then I read a little bit more. Simmons is out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I actually thought Embiid was out because I, I read something he was getting um, – he was having hand surgery. Oh, he's a big out. baby, so he might as well be out. I mean, he's, he's wow. Big baby. Glenn Davis? No, he's a big – he's a big baby. He's not big baby. Don't, don't, don't shit on Glenn Davis's name. He is a big baby. I'll take you – know. I, I think there's nothing wrong with Embiid. Anyway, Milwaukee one seed, Boston three seed. Who you got? You already know. Boston Celtics for the win. Yeah, so we They, they get over this. the Milwaukee hump, man. They are going to get over that hump. We talked about this, and you gave me some, some crazy ish. And you're gonna, you're, and you're going to go with Milwaukee again, aren't you? No, I'm not. Because I think they're going to find a way to stop Giannis. I really not stop him, but contain him enough, and there, he doesn't have enough um, players around him to to do that. And I think it's they're gonna they're gonna harass him, they're gonna double him, and I think that's gonna really cause it. I think it's gonna go six seven games. I think Boston's gonna have a really hard time to you know do this easily. They they don't have the easiest run to the playoffs. No, Milwaukee does has it much See, easier time. So I'll say this. They're going to beat up on Orlando. But I, I think that Miami series is going to be tough. I don't think that that Miami – because I think that Miami team is built to be physical. And Milwaukee is an incredibly good defensive team. And I know we talked about it a while back when we did our first NBA uh, preview. They're a great defensive team. They're really good offensively. But that Miami team, I think, is just going it's, to – it's just that one's going to be like a knock them down type thing. I think you're going to see a lot of like hard fouls. You're going to see a lot of flagrants because I think the only way that Miami has a chance to win that is if they strike the fear of God into Milwaukee just a little bit because Milwaukee's so freaking good on paper that it's hard. I mean, Giannis is able to do things even though he gets beat up every game because he has to get in the lane to get to get his numbers. Well, I, I think that's how you beat Milwaukee is you have to rough up Giannis. I mean, a little bit, but also like I think you also have to be like push back and like. Go ahead and take a jumper. I was so here's what I'll say. I was watching that opening game of the bubble when Milwaukee and in, in, in Boston played, and what was making me so angry was Tatum was all up in Giannis's grill, like all up on him, thirty feet out. Give him, give him five feet. Let let him let him just let him think about taking a three pointer. Because if that guy thinks about taking a three pointer and then he takes that three pointer there's a good chance he's going to miss. But if you get all up in his business, he's going to go by you because he is freakishly long and freakishly quick. And then he's going to get the call and he's going to get to the bucket. I agree. I just, I think that Boston is, is going to have what I think they're going six. I think they're going six. And then they're going to have 12 games to figure their defense out. 
I think they'll be ready for Giannis yeah. and they'll be able to do enough for that. Yeah. Um, so we, I, I have Celtics. We both have Boston and LA. Yeah. Except for I have, I have Celtics Lakers. You have but, Celtics Clippers. But I think we hold off on the people, man. I don't think we give them our finals prediction, even though I think it's straightforward who wins the, the, the NBA championship. Because if yeah. you take, if you take the Celtics this far and you don't pick them to win a championship, then you're a clown. I'm just going to say it. Well, I mean, it's the Lakers. They got to beat the Lakers. It's a it's a storied rivalry. Let's do it. You know, the last two were were wars. So let's let's get another one in there. And granted, you don't have the Clippers, but I, I think it is. I, I have Boston picked. So let's go. Gonna, That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's about just, time you came around. I think that between Jalen and Tatum, I think they can guard LeBron, and they can figure it out. Um, I think you got smart who can help and guard a couple to just show them different looks. Right. And then if they play the Clippers, they have Tatum and Jalen Brown who can guard. Right. Um, Paul, George and uh, George and, and George and, and Leonard. Yeah. Who, and Leonard. Right. Who's who's money? I mean, Leonard. I mean, we didn't say his name, but I mean, that guy is. I know player. we went through this whole thing and didn't talk about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two of the best players who are playing on the same team who, again, because LeBron and AD are, are out there in the West, like, on some level, Kawhi and, and Paul are like an afterthought, which is just crazy. Because there's a, good, right? there's a good chance the Clippers ride their, their coattails to a championship. It's but not going to happen, but there's a good chance. I want to throw this out there. Yeah. Bruins are down 2 nothing in the halfway through the second period. And I, wanna, I, wanna, I, wanna, I do want to say one thing about Brad Marchand. Okay. I don't know if you saw the play where Halak misplayed a um, a clear out, and no. it, it, he basically he shot it. You know, he he flicked it out. Guy for the Carolina caught it, put it right in a wide open net. Marshawn looked at his bench and said, "That's not going to hurt us. Let's let's get his back." I love that they're standing up for Halak because this guy was like he went from I might play one or two games this whole playoffs to. And I love that they could – like, Boston could have folded there and be like, oh, our our main goaltender is out and we're, we're, we don't have a chance. But instead, they stood up. And it's not looking good right now. They're down 2-0 in this uh, game. But at worst, it's 2-2. But they still have time to come back. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not – hockey's a funny game, right? Like, 2-0 is – 2-0 is on some level, like, worse than 1-0 because, like, 2-0, you start you, – you worry too much about, like, they get a goal back, they're right on our heels. One, You know, 1-0, you get a – they score You're still playing tie. like it's a tie game. Correct. So, all, all Boston needs to do is get a goal and, and they're back in. Here's right. the thing about the Bruins. They are good enough to win a Stanley Cup championship. And we didn't talk, you know, NHL a lot tonight, but, like, the Bruins are good enough to win an NFL – or NHL championship. And even without Tuka Rask, Halak has played in enough big games in the last couple of years – that the team is going to rally behind them. If they don't make, if they don't win the Stanley Cup playoffs, I don't think it's going to be because of Halak. I think it's just going to be because whatever they did to get ready for the season didn't fucking work because they were clowning around or, or taking it easier, whatever it is that they were doing. You know? Yeah. Either way, like they got to get their shit together. They're up 2 1, but they're down 2 0 right now. Listen. It'd be nice. And, and here's the other nice thing. To get like, Koster knocked back. You know, he's been out since game one after they, he's heard himself celebrating. 
Like, right, and, it, and and that's the thing. He comes back. He's going to make that team 100 times better. The, yeah. the, the reality is every series is different. If they can get through this series, which obviously is going to be a, an emotional roller coaster, right, because uh, pass knocks down, Tuka, Tuka ops out. When they get to that next round, all of a sudden they have their goalie, they have their superstar, and it's game on. No doubt. I, no. I mean, I, th- I, I think if, if they do lose this game, I think Pasternak comes back next game. If they, if they win it, I think they're going to sit them. Yeah. Let them heal up a little bit more. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Anything, anything you got to, to finish this one off on? Yeah, man. I, I, th- I think I'd like to, uh, to do this thing called last call. Let's, at the end, we do this, we'll do last call. And I have two last calls because can't not double fist that last call, right? Well, well that's fair. Now, I don't have anything for last call. I don't got any shots. I ain't got no beers. What you got for me, though? All right. So I want to give a shout out to Alex Smith coming back from almost yes. two full years of yes. leg surgeries, nineteen surgeries, three a month in the hospital. Man, he's almost died. Almost oh, died. Almost died. He had sepsis after his leg injury. If you guys haven't seen it, don't, don't see it. Yeah, don't, don't see it. Just don't maybe, see it. Not maybe worth at it. At some point in the future, you know, bust social media will link to it, but we'll see what happens. Um, so I got to give a shout out to that. Secondly, can we please have one conversation about Kama Siverin from the Seattle? Oh, wait, he doesn't play for Seattle anymore because he tried to sneak a chicken to the hotel. Shout, shout out to goodie. him. Shout out to him for making the dumbest situate decision he could have ever made. There will always be girls. There will always be women. Don't try to sneak one into your team hotel during a goddamn pandemic. Just watch porno, young man. Like, just Bruh. buy a porno. He lost the – he might have lost the – He got cut. He got – bro, he's not playing football anymore. He's not playing football this year. Because he wanted to do the dirty. I mean, he maybe, did, I mean see, maybe he'll see him in the XFL 2021. I mean, by the rock. I, I can't imagine this 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 woman was going to lead him to the promised land. Maybe, but like clearly, his decision to try to sneaker sneaker in and like Seahawk clothing or whatever it was, whatever he tried to do. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus, just just bad news all around. Just yeah, a bad man. idea. No doubt. It's a bad I mean, I, I, All right. we, I thought we had to clown him a little no, bit. No, that's really good. All right, episode 30 is in the books. We'll see y'all later. Listen, Brianna Taylor's dead. 30. Nobody's been arrested. Say her name. Keep doing it. Black Lives Matter. It's been a while, but we're back. Bus is, is ready to go. Episode 30, we going another 30. We might go 30,000. Who knows? Big Ooh. time. You know what? Wear a mask. All right, please put on a goddamn mask, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.